So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Today is going to be kind of a really neat interview because I'm going to interview a guy that, A, he's not full-fledged in the real estate world or the apartment world or anything like that. He is in, he's an artist. <laughs> he's an absolute artist, right? And he really, he, he has a unique story of what he does for his company and his business but he is invested in one of my deals you know it's paying him well and so we're, we're going to talk about that and how we, you know how we met and really this is the story of i think you never know where you're going to meet capital right and i met vince my, my guest by the way his name is vince palco he is the ceo and founder of adtunes AdTunes is one of the premier uh, cartoon, hand-drawing, digital uh, marketing video assets out there that really get eyeballs to stick on a message and actually click a button or do whatever the ad says. It's, uh, if that's, am, I, am I saying it right, Vince? You sure are, yep. All right, yep. welcome to the show, brother. Woohoo! Thank you, man. This is fun. This is going to be awesome. Excited to be here, so thanks for having me on. Vince, we met at a GKIC, Dan Kennedy, Bill Glazier event. Eight? Nine? Nine years ago, probably, I think. Yeah. I think we were sitting at the bar. I think we said <laughs> we were maybe having a little cocktail. I was probably having a lot more. Vince was probably just having one or two. Corey was three or four sheets to the wind, probably. And we were talking about world domination <laughs> and what we did. And um, I was still kind of an infant in the apartment world. It was just starting out, starting to get some success. Uh, I think I was getting ready to buy my first apartment deal. And um, I was still raising mainly private money for single-family homes. And now Vince is still doing what Vince has always done, but he just does it even better. He's got more people and more staff. He's a great storyteller. And um, let's let, – but, you know, how do we meet? Like – I just remember it was that uh, is in St. Louis, wasn't it? Yes, and the, one of the things that I remember about that first meeting was you kept talking about your smoking hot wife. Like, man, <laughs> it's like, dang, man, he's got. I mean, we were hanging out, drinking, shooting the breeze, like, man, and going on and on about your lovely wife, which is awesome to see, and I'd love to follow that kind of story of how she supported you. Anyway, yes, founder of AdTunes. Uh, we've been doing it, let's see, since 2005, wrote the book, The Art of Selling, 2006, because back then I had to educate my marketplace on why they need a cartoon 
in their marketing. No, Vince, my business is too serious for this stuff. And, and the, the psychology essentially behind that is, no, you've got to essentially engage your audience with something unique and different. And it's amazing because we're de- dealing in affluent audiences like financial services, technology, and they all want our stuff so that it communicates a message very clearly, succinctly, in a short period of time. Yeah. And, and what I remember about that is that the first meeting we had, I think we even got you signed up for a cartoon that promoted you and your family as a superhero group. That's what we did. Yeah, that was our Christmas cards. We did Christmas cards. Yes, yes. And, and so that's like my superhero crew. There's your smoking hot wife. Woo! Hey! Now, that's for, for everybody that's listening on iTunes, sorry. But sorry. you can always hop on to YouTube. Uh, at Corey Peterson, you find my channel, and you'll, you'll you can you can uh, see my baby. She just came from her workout gear. Wow. She's on the Pineapple Express over there. Nice, nice, nice. So, so the other thing, other way. Hello. Oh, what a cute couple. Um, so the other other thing that we do at AdTunes is we work in all kinds of different niches, and we happen to work in real estate as well. One of the many niches that we're in. And the beautiful thing about that is you can literally communicate. We've had conversations with, you know, realtors, investors, people in insurance that are trying to get more agents, all these kind of different niches. But you can essentially take a 30-minute conversation and put it into a two-minute video and have it be easily understood because you're, you're, you're creating visuals on the screen for their eyes and ears and mind to follow along with as you're dropping in the narration. It's like a simple way to make it is it's like telling a really good story that people can simply follow along. Oh, that's what they do. Exactly. I get it. I want to know more. Click the button. Yep. And that's what our job is. We want to create thirst when they come to the site, create more thirst and have them click something to get more information. Then at that point, our job is done. Your team comes over. And, and essentially closes the deal. But um, so and essentially we've done that and we've also gone back to our roots. And when I say roots, before I was cartoonist and doing everything at AdTunes, I worked at a learning agency where we would work with Pepsi, Coke, all these big players and create these game board like visuals that would communicate their value proposition, their new strategy or something to that effect. So should I show kind of a sample of what that looks like, Corey? Yeah, but let me set it up for just a minute, right? Yeah, so, set that up. Because, so, now, it took almost, I'm going to back up and digress a little bit, because I want to talk about is you give me some money, and then and then you're gonna, you came to my event, and this is where you draw this thing. Sure. So, so, you know, following, keeping up and staying in touch and following up. Dude, it's not like me and Vince become best friends, right then and there, even though I think we are now, right? Or we're good friends. Like if I was in his city, I'm, I'm calling him up. I might even stay at his house if he's got room. Heck yeah. Um, so the follow-up process, somehow we, we, we've just stayed in touch over probably a three, four, five-year period. And, you know, I'm watching your stuff. You're watching my stuff. You know, we both had big ideas. And then one day somehow you're like, I'm calling you saying, hey, you know, you should – you should get into this. He's like, well, I've got an IRA or I've got a, this SEP or some, some kind of IRA thing that I don't even know what the hell I'm making and I don't know what it does. Can you make it make money? Can I invest it with you? 
<laughs> and here's the here's the most frustrating part about that was the market's going up like this, and every month I'm getting just killed. And and so I had already switched from a friend who was a financial advisor to my insurance guy. And and so I'm super frustrated with the whole process. I hear about everyone making big gains in the market and I get my monthly statements and it's negative 400 bucks, negative 800 bucks. And I'm like going, oh my goodness, ready to pull my hair out. So he calls Corey, I call him. We, we get together, you know, we have to do a self-directed IRA or SEP or something. We, I have a team of people that do that, uh, specialized IRA services um, is who I use. And um, they were able to do the paperwork fairly, didn't take long, but it, it did take a while because it's a little more of a complicated process. You're dealing with people and, and they don't always want to give up their money because it's not their money, it's, it's Vince's money. But once we unlocked the doors and stuff, money came over, we invested in a deal, um, and now he's getting his uh, uh, paychecks on time like we promised. It's all good. But then me, I, you know, Vince is such a great artist. Sometimes I always look for, like, ways to, like, trade. Like, I love barter. I don't know about you, Vince. I love barter. Yeah. Sometimes I like to get paid. I'm sure you do, too. But sometimes for the right type of uh, setup, it's like, hey, let's barter some stuff. Like, you you do some stuff good. I do some stuff good. Why don't you come to my event? You're like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do some of these drawings, and I think you'll really like them. And I was like, dude, that's a great idea. So Vince comes to get educated a little bit more on the multifamily space, creating passive income. And as it's a three-day event, and I'm, you know, it's pretty intense. I would say it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. You know, Corey talks a lot in those, and, and I'm giving very detailed information. Everybody's taking notes, but not Vince. Not Vince, baby. What's Vince doing? Tell me, baby. What are you doing? Taking my little Apple pen and my little iPad, and I'm scribbling visual notes that look like, let me see if I can dig those up really quickly here. But, you know, so, yeah, essentially, I'm a visual learner, like many of you out there are, and, and some more than others. But for me, I can sit there and write a bunch of notes, or I can write a little icon next to that to help me understand it a little better make the information stick. But then the other thing that I created for Corey was he's got this great, amazing tool, vehicle. I don't know if you can see it, but I started sketching out this visual learning map. So Vince is drawing pictures. Okay, that's what I want to say. No, he wants to, he's doing this visual learning stuff. Listen, he's drawing pictures, okay? (laughs) For everybody that's wondering what the hell he's saying, he's drawing pictures, okay? Now, I know it's just not drawing pictures, okay? So that's, like, not what he does. He, he tells stories with pictures, okay? Yes. But share your screen and, like, says, if you're not on YouTube right now, you got to go on YouTube and check this out because you're going to see the master at work. Yeah. So can, you, can you see everything? Yeah. So essentially this is Corey's story of how he helps investors, <clears throat> this is the why you would want to invest with Corey. Yeah, and it's and not all done, so this is not the final product. But rough, It's just a rough, and it will eventually look cleaner. Don't and- you have that one on the house on the hill? Do you have that one with my, um, like, it's like a factory? I do. I don't have it loaded, ready to go. Okay, but- well, you load that. We'll keep talking. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> that one was, like, just... 
Um, you actually even made it into a video, or maybe I made it into no, you made it into a video. Yeah. How it starts from the rough draft to all the little yeah. things that you do, and um, it really cleans up really well. And and it's a way. So I love it. I call these visual aids, right? When you have a really good visual aid, you can just have this thing out, and you can tell the story or the the multiple stories that are in you know, what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, people, they, they like to go on a journey, I believe, right? Like that big thing she just showed us is like a storyboard of a journey. You're like, man, what's all the little things? But it looks cool. And you're, just, you're kind of like searching and trying to map stuff and you can see things going on. And visually, it's very intoxicating is, is the word that I'll use. I don't know what word artists use, but what, what artists say about that? Yeah, I, for, for me, it just it creates the burning platform. This is probably a little too, for, for why they would want to invest, for, for what makes, you know, multifamilies uh, unique as, a, as an investment. And so it tells the entire story of, okay, well, baby boomers are moving out of their homes. Millennials aren't buying homes, they're renting. And so it visually shows all of that kind of going into the center. And we'll get to that, but here, here's, here's the... Here's the other piece that we were talking about that at some point we 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 got together and, and contracted for. So essentially it's Corey in his little hammock. I love this Rent checks going into the you apartment. Know, you actually helped me say this, right? So this is one of the the first storyboards that you did, like a video. You were like, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like factories. Their apartments are like factories that take money in the form of rent checks each and every month, and they process it through the manufacturing process, and profits come out the back door. And I was like, "That is genius, man!" <laughs> and so you made a representation of really, in my mind, what apartments do. They are like little mini factories, and you know that we do take rent checks and. We go through a process, and, and at the end of the goal is net profits for me and my investors. And, you know, we always say, and then my fam famous quote that I borrowed from somebody else, rent is due, right? Yes. <laughs> so that works, man. That, yeah, you know, so, isn't that so, neat? And, and, and I think the more as you're presenting this, I, I noticed in your presentation you use a lot of different visual aids to kind of help connect the dots for new investors that aren't familiar with your process. and and so. You know, this this isn't anything new, right? As cavemen and women, we had icons and arrows scribbled on cave uh, walls to help communicate uh, languages, to communicate hunting strategies, to communicate, you know, uh, family traditions and things of that nature. So the visual is really, really at the core of kind of, I think, in my opinion, everyone's learning and everyone's uh, engagement uh, style. I think it helps sync it, right? Like you can hear stuff, but when you see it, hear it, and and have a little animation with it, it helps sync it to where it's recallable. It puts it in your long term recallable memory. Sure. Instead of that short term, oh God, I can't remember what the hell that he just said. Exactly. Right? And so yes. if we pull this one back up, yeah. To your point. You tell the story on this one. To your point, and I'll I'll try and tell the story based on my learning from your mastermind and just a high level look and and being a greenhorn with this, but essentially if I don't know if you can see my pointer, but in the upper left we've got we've got let me see if I can zoom in. 
Can you zoom in on this thing? Yeah, you can zoom in. Okay, perfect. So basically you have the millennials coming in here and we've got some really good data that says four out of 10 rent, uh, four out of 10 millennials rent. And then you combine that with this piece, uh, which is another piece on millennials renting, but then boomers, how they're moving out of their homes. This is a, you'll be able to see this clearly when you, when we have a, a nice tight visual, but essentially boomers are moving out of their homes and into apartments. That's what this data piece says as well. So it's not just Corey saying, hey, uh, there's a boom with apartments. No, this is real data from census and from other you know, sources that are telling the story for us that communicate kind of the why. So then once we come into the middle, here's all the boomers, here's all the uh, boomers and, and, and the uh, millennials that are now, they're, they're renting, but the boomers are the clients, our clients. And they've got these choices, right? Now, they, they, they ultimately want to get to retirement here in the, in the back end. And how are they going to get there? So they've got these choices. They've got apartments. They've got CDs. They've got bonds. They've got REITs. And then they have the beautiful stock market here, which is depicted as... The roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and so each one of these has the, the return that they typically get on average. And then, and then we've got, you know, the story and the conversation around what apartments get. And so as you kind of take this whole journey, oh, but wait, I, I don't have any money to invest. Well, actually you do. If you have IRAs, if you have old 401ks, all those can, you can use those to invest in this, um, into this investment tool. So then we go through and talk about the different levels of uh, apartments that are out there. You have A quality, B quality, and C. And I think where we tend to invest is B and C apartments. Yeah. So they're broken down and they've got poor management style. So we can come in there and really improve both of those areas yeah. and have them and get them up to, you know, the appropriate amount of finish really, level. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh the word for it is, God, now I, just, I had it and then I can't think of it, <laughs> value add. So value when, we add, when we add these value adds, we can um, increase rents, right? When we fix the broken problems, broken management, we can then usually increase the rents. Yes. Yeah. And so really, this-, this is told in two different versions. Uh, or there's, well, there's multiple stories going on because this is based on us trying to tell a story for investors. The people watching the race are the people that are investing. And we're trying to make this say, saying, hey, listen, there's lots of things you can invest in, but here's what we know. We know that baby boomers and uh, millennials are not, you know, they're not, they're not buying homes anymore. And so they're renting. Well, if that, so there's a demand there that's already there. And those are two huge populations of people. And so there's, we're, we're showing that there's demand for it. And then we also are saying, listen, we don't buy the Taj Mahal, the new stuff. We like the older properties. Why? Because they suffer from two things, bad management and, and, and deferred maintenance. They're not fixing up. And then, then as we look at back to our investors, like, well, what journey are they on? Right? Because, you know, there's different things that they can invest in. And so, you know, a CD is the turtle, Right. Bonds are the snail, right? You got a car, REITs, right? You know, it's a loaded down pickup truck. With um, fees. Oh, what's that? It's loaded down with fees in the back. 
Oh yeah, loaded. Yeah, loaded with fees. <laughs> and then you got the stock market, which is like the uh, roller coaster that goes into the casino, the Wall Street casino. <laughs> I love that, dude. And, and then so you have, you can have conversations down here about how we compare to fix and flips. You know, that's what's on this building, and you have a conversation around that. Yeah, and you know, objections. Is my money secure? It really just it's a great storyboard that I can tell to any new person. I could show them this and follow this with a pen and just kind of tell stories. And that's really all I'd ever have to do. And then say, listen, would you like to learn more about what we do? Would you like to know about an active deal when we have it? Yeah, tell me, you know, let me know. And notice that I don't even on my apartments, even though it's the drag race, uh, drag uh, dragster, we don't put a return there because we don't want to tell people about return, but we're, we're kind of giving them a visual that it's faster than everything else, right? And so, because we don't want to give uh, returns where you are still regulated by the SEC, so we wanna make this an SEC compliant piece where we're just, we're giving education. We're talking about what's going on in the market, right? What, what's out there, what's what's going on? And um, dude, this is amazing, you know, this is this is high level stuff, dude. And then, and then this stuff makes me so excited, by the way. <laughs> and then we have a visual that's all around the process of how Corey works in, in step one, step two, and all these different things. And so, so you know, in its essence, this is what we do. We take the complex and make it simple. And we make it easy for Johnny Sixpack to understand it all the way up to C-suite folks, um, your neighbor, anyone can get this stuff because we use metaphors like drag racing, um, like a casino, uh, showing a path from start to finish. So it's really fun. This is my passion. I love it. Dude, you're uh, so good at it. Like, I remember, you know, I'm sitting there presenting and then there's like a little break. You're like, hey, dude, let me show you this, man. Let me show you this story. And you start showing me these. You were already drafting this. And it was like, Bro, that is that is so awesome. He goes, yeah, this is what you've been saying, <laughs> right? You've been and and I talk in metaphors a lot, right? I, yes, you know, and so I think I give you because the way I, that I talk, yeah, it's very easy for someone gifted like you to say, oh, he's telling story. I can write this story. I can visually de depict what he's what he's saying, and it really is neat to see how. In fact. Everybody that was um, watching this, or, you know, because they had multiple, you know, like 35 people at that event. I mean, they were just in awe. Like, they're looking at you with their head turned, right? Like, wow, that's really cool, dude. <laughs> I, I tell them I can't add two plus two, but I can draw my ass off. Hey, man, how did you learn how to draw? Yeah, great question. My mother uh, was an art teacher. So when I was five, six, and seven, I would say, Mom, I'm bored. She would say, Vinny, how can you be bored? Here's a stack of paper with a bunch of pens. You can create your own world. You can create your own universe. And, man, that's all I needed to hear. And I would just take to it like that. And, uh, it was and, then, he, and then she showed you PBS Bob Ross. Yes. But Bob he Ross. In Samaria. <laughs> a little happy tree there and here. Yeah. The beautiful thing about my mother being an art teacher was she would bring home, like, scholastic news, this artist you know, that was wrapping buildings or a Monet. And she would kind of coach me up on just, I was, I had art history 101 to 301 in my own house growing up. So I developed an appreciation for all kinds of art, even the kind that you have a, 
a, a dot in the middle of a canvas and they call that art you know it's abstract art but um but yeah so it's it's been kind of in my blood uh from way back when but you just you weren't just an artist though because you uh I, I know you played a little bit of uh some of that pigskin some of that football yes so my second love was sports and was football and so I had, I grew up, you know, in high school and college and pros overseas in Hamburg, Germany, and everywhere along the way, the two kind of piggybacked off one another. And you would think that's kind of crazy uh, because one's a rough, tough sport and the other one's kind of, you know, more taking in your surroundings. Think of this, and because like, let me give you, if you're not on YouTube, let me give you a depiction of Vince Palco. He's like a Greek god. Yeah. He's like six foot something. Whatever. Six foot something. I'm back in the day. You, I mean, you got big shoulders. You were a big dude. Like you were like athletic. I'm, you know, a four, what, what position did you play? Middle linebacker. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I've right. got a nose to, nose to prove it to you as well. Twelve yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so here's you have this big athlete that can pick up a pen <laughs> and freaking draw his butt off. That's gotta. I mean, hopefully that helps you pick up chicks. I don't know. <laughs> but gosh damn, if I could do it, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, I I, I tried my Bob Ross, and that's about as far as I can get, you know. <laughs> and that's after I hit pause and play for about thirty thousand times as I'm trying to get my cat yellow and yellow ochre right, you know, with a little crimson red, phthalo blue, you know, just loaded on the on the knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should sign up for my drawing coaching because that's going to be starting up soon too. We'll get you drawing and doing cartoons. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's, I've, I've I've been blessed with many talents and, and and all the wonderful things and people that I've got to meet. I, I wanted to point something out to you as I noticed your presentation, but I love not only do you speak in metaphors, you speak from the heart, right? And so when you're telling stories of your old man, your pops. And you're kind of, you're just like, don't let it out. But, oh man, the emotion's just building. And you told some wonderful stories about your dad and how he took you on the roof and you were roofing and you you were kind of racing the other team up the other side and and you guys finished first. And uh, and then your dad looked at you and said, son, let's go help the other people out. So you hopped the other side and then you, you built up there. I mean, all those stories were powerful and resonated with everyone in that audience. And it says a lot about who you are and, and what you're all about. You're I think I made about. somebody, some people cry. Oh, I don't, no, not no. sure who those people were, but <laughs> yeah, I think okay. I saw a little, a little, little something, in, you know, that edge of the eye there. It's some and, slurs in my ties. And it was probably me too. Cause I think, you know, Listen, when you tell really powerful stories and, you know, every time I, I've told that story at every boardroom and I'm telling you, it still is no easier to tell the story today than it was the first day I, I tell it because I, I put myself back on that roof as a five-year-old, you know, sure. and I think about my dad, my dad, my dad's not in great health anymore. And, um, you know, but in my mind, he's, you know, he's my, he's always been my idol, right? And, um, you know, you can't fake it. <laughs> and honestly, I think in the industry, that's what's needed more so than, than ever is authenticity. Don't you think, Vince? 
I really do. And, and that story was powerful for, I mean, it hit us on many different levels. And what I got from it was, you know, he instilled in you, it's one thing to do an awesome job and to get the job done well. But at the end of the day, it's all about helping those up the ladder as well. Yeah. And so, you know, that as I left that conference, that, that mastermind, I mean, that's, that's, you said it without saying it. And that's the most powerful story. Uh, when you add that emotion, man, look the heck out. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I would, and so it's funny. I was, I can't remember who I was talking to. It was, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy? Uh, he's a, he used to be kind of a gospel um, type of, um, oh gosh, you would know him. And I can't think of his name. Black guy that used to be a DJ. Darn it, I can't think of his name. He was at the mastermind? No, 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 no. But he's just a very famous guy that speaks. And he talks about... Huh? Les Brown? Yeah, Les Brown. (laughs) boy. So I'm on the phone with Les Brown, um, and we're just talking about a speech. And he's like, man, listen. He goes, let let me tell you something, little brother. That's what he told me. Let me tell you something, little brother. Right? I love that, bro. <laughs> he goes, you know, all you got to do, you know, is is have one good story, right? One good story. I mean, Jesus told story one one main story. You know, he had twelve disciples. They went out and shared it with the world, right? And so, and he was just telling me the power of a story. So I gave him a story. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. watch this, little brother. And you know, and then he's like, let me give it to you. And then he gave me my same story, but now he made it into this massive thing that made you want to move. And I, I remember, I mean, I was trying to take as many notes. I'm not writing pictures, but I'm dry, I'm actually writing notes, right, of what he did and some of the symbolisms that he used, right? And it was metaphors. Yeah. And, you know, and when you talk, and Jesus talked in metaphors, Right. And so there is a power in that. Storytelling with art, we're telling metaphors. You're using visual pictures to um, relate to something that people know to be true or would understand to be true. Sure. And, um, man, that was that's really what helped me craft those stories. And, you know, I say craft. I mean, I didn't have to work too hard because it was real life. I, I lived those moments. I remember watching my dad. But there is something to be said about describing it correctly. And getting and making and putting you on the roof with me, right? Where yeah. dad got on his knees and looked at me. And he did, you know, but you got to describe it. When you put it in detail, people can get and relate. It puts them there and makes them feel. And same thing, I think that's at the essence what AdTunes does, yeah. different level, but it's the same thing. You're taking people, you're putting them in a spot, you're agitating it, right, to get their emotions ready mm-hmm. to where they're like, yeah, I do need to know more. Or, yeah. You know, I'm going, I want to make a decision. I want change or I want whatever the new thing is. Um, at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's the story of marketing. But, um, and then, and the other part of that is, uh, isn't it fun to help others? Like to help watch other, when you do a good job, Vince, of doing what you do, you're really helping a business grow. And I get that on many levels. So the, the business is, is, I haven't let it grow crazy and, and turn it into a sweatshop. So I get to stay involved in everything from the script writing. I don't do the art anymore, but everything that comes across my desk, I give it a seal of approval. But, you know, 
where the art was before, I got a, I got a lot of, out of that, but just helping people figure out what their story is when we're on a kickoff copy call and, and trying to uh, attach things, analogies of it's kind of like this to help the audience understand it. It's that just, is your genius. That's that's your best spot, bro. I, 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 I get lit up. I get charged up making those associations for business owners so that the writer can go away and craft the script and I really do feel like that is my superpower as well, is just trying to latch on to just different concepts and metaphors to help people understand dry, dull business concepts. So um, no, it, it really is. I mean, it, 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 you have a gift there. I mean, there's no doubt. I remember, I remember us having those conversations. You're like, man, there's lots of stuff to work with. And then you're also just, you know, but sometimes with me, I, I have too many ideas. So you got to you curve them up, right? And then, but like, but at the end of the day, the product's great. And, um, you know, I, I go back to like helping people doing, doing what's right, doing, doing, and having fun doing it. If you get to make money doing something that you enjoy and love, gosh, dang, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> right. It really is. It really is. Having that moment when someone says, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to trust you to deliver on what you're promising. For me, I've played in front of 94,000 screaming fans at Ohio State Stadium. I've played in front of Fresno State Stadium. And for me, that at that point, when you make that connection, you win their trust, there isn't a better feeling in the world. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Getting oh, invested? Is, dude, oh, man. Like, yes. And when you have those conversations, and, like, I had an investor send me a text, you know, when the market crashed about two and a half months ago, three months ago, and she's like, I'm so glad that you've got, I got my money with you, so I don't have to, this would have gave me an aneurysm, right? Yeah. I would have had to worry. And um, that, I mean, that was like a good feeling for me. Um, one of the things I think a lot of people don't truly understand, and I want to make sure I, I point this out, is that, so, you know, an artist being an artist, right? But I don't think that's your biggest gift. I think you're a true marketing genius, you know, there's one thing to be a good artist, right? But that's not just what you do. You are able to, well, I mean, you don't do the art. You have guys do it for you now. Yes. You really are the orchestrator of the whole thing. Like, what? remember Steve Jobs said, uh, and they're like, what do you do? You know, I don't play the cello. I, I play the orchestra, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm the guy with the big vision of what I want the symphony to do. Sure. And that really is, and not only that, but you kind of understand, like, Here's the PC. Here's the direct mail. Here's kind of a website, you know, because you do that in your own business as well. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, because I, mean, I, well, I, I just understand, like, um, you know, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a cartoon. So what does that do? It's, yeah. it's everything else that comes with the whole thing that at the end of the day, that's that's where the difference is made, in my opinion. We, we, I studied Dan Kennedy back in 2004, and, you know, I've been in that world ever since. And so that's that's essentially our differentiator from all these fly-by-nights that pop up out of nowhere and say, yeah, we can do whiteboard animation. And They don't understand, number one, the language, most of them, they're overseas. Number two, they don't understand the culture. But number three, they don't understand the language of direct response marketing and how some a message needs to be told in order to sell your business and not only that but other elements that go into it in our package we, we provide ebooks that you know you can put on your website to get more email 
uh, signups to build your list. And we understand the whole process from start to finish. And I'm a lover of direct response marketing. I like to say I'm a businessman first, artist second, um, because I don't want to be lumped into the starving artist category. And that <laughs> Vince is trying to make money, boys and girls, um, and he does really well. And um, in fact, you just had a, a big deal with Russell Brunson's. There was like, how many people were at that event? There's 3,500 people in the audience. It was the biggest crowd I've ever seen. And and you got on stage and you did a uh, you had to launch a cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah, so so not only do we create whiteboard animation, but we'll also create business comics for businesses. And this is a unique way to tap into an audience telling another story through comics. And with Russell, he's been one of our biggest customers over the last several years. We've done 25 videos together. We've done five or six different comics together. And so he has us write the script for the comic and we design the comic and then we send it off to another one of our partners and they essentially illustrated, animated, didn't illustrate, we illustrated it, but they animated it, brought to life. And he's such a, he's a good guy like you where he just, you know, he doesn't forget his roots and he had us on stage, introduced us and it was, it was just a blast. You can see those videos online as well so like so i mean that's pretty cool dude that's pretty cool to be on on a stage that big and 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 be uh you know from the guy that's putting on the vent for him to say you're the guy yeah that's huge man like that's that you couldn't get any better vote of confidence uh than that right there so uh with that said dude vents uh, you know um we we got an amazing story like i just think about our journey uh, from sitting at a bar to you're a client of mine, I'm a client of yours. Um, guys, That you, if you're listening, this is really the epitome of what good business looks like, right? I found the need for him. I had a solution for it. I offered him the solution. It worked. He saw a need that he offers them solutions for me. And they, they've all worked. And and it wasn't, and, and I paid him money. He's paid me money. I mean, it's it's been really good, clean business. And I think as you develop investors and people that just give you money, inevitably they become more than that. And, I, and that's that's what I'm trying to tell here is that Vince is just not a client. He's a friend. And um, I love, that's why I love this business because I get to, I, and I want to do business. If there's something that I needed, somebody in my sphere has it, I would much rather buy from them than anybody else. Yeah. It, you know, it just makes no sense to do it other way. Wouldn't you agree, Vince? 100%, without a doubt. And, and, and it, it speaks to those shows. You know, when you go to these shows, marketing sh- trade shows, and there's an investment in it, and then you're there to, you know, gain knowledge and things of that nature, that's one part of it. But it's really the networking that you never know who you're going to run into, who you're going to meet. And like, Nine years ago, that's just nuts to be like still in contact. I know. I mean, it was a random meeting, and like, I don't think I even saw you the next day. But we traded information. We had, you know, for the two hours that we were at the bar, (laughs) because we had time to, you know, there was nothing going on, so we decided to eat there too. And then you're not going to connect with everyone, but there's going to be that gem, that gold nugget that you're going to get out, you know, once in a while that's going to connect and stick. And so I think for me, those events are more, there's more value there and just meeting people than hearing the information. 
So that's yeah. an add-on that you know makes it even better. All the big deals, all the good deals going out in the back of the room, yeah. right? Or after the event's totally uh, done and it's it's after hours. So uh, yeah. that's my opinion. But like you know, yeah. uh, brother, listen, thanks for a wonderful show, dude. Uh, so if people want to get and find uh, Vince Balco and AdTunes, where do they go? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's essentially www.adtunes.com. That's A D T. O-O-N-S.com. It's like taking advertising cartoons, smashing it together, and you get ad tunes. You can send me an email at marketing at adtunes.com. Um, I've got a YouTube channel, both an ad tunes and Vince Palco YouTube channel where I do a bunch of crazy things. I'm always tinkering and testing and putting out weird, unusual content there. So, yeah. And, and thank you so much for allowing me to be here and uh, share with your audience. Awesome. Hey, listen, I love what you do. Listen, if you're out there and you need a a funnel or or something to to bring people into your tribe, um, if you don't use Vince, you're an idiot. So, yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, thanks a lot, brother. Thanks so much, You have a wonderful day, dude, and we'll see you on the other side, man. Sounds good, bro. Thanks so much. Hey, kids, listen, if you're out there and you've, you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure... Uh, take the time to go to our uh, Facebook uh, channel, you know, Multifamily Legacy Podcast on Facebook. Um, join, start discussions. I jump in there all the time. I want to meet, talk to you guys. I want to find out what you're working with, um, what's your issues, what's your problems. More than happy to spend time and, and give myself uh, on that place. Uh, so take advantage of me there. And then, you know, as I close out every ch- uh, segment that I do, what you believe is so powerful. You know, I think about Vince, you know, just to get to a college level playing football, right? At that high level, it had to take an immense, extreme amount of mental uh, fortitude. Am I right, Vince? Yes, without a doubt. And you had to see yourself there. You had to envision it. Before you even had it, you had to honestly not think, or I hope you had to put yourself there can i just tell a quick story yes on the visual front so i'm sitting in high school english literature class instead of listening to the teacher i'm daydreaming i draw this picture of myself playing football in college the number i wanted to wear back then we they they tied up their their shoulder pads like this so that you know it would tighten up the arm so i drew that in there and the last thing i did was i I autographed it as if a fan was coming up to me wanting my autograph. And I took that picture, I pinned it up in my locker, saw it for the next half year, and I was going to a school that LeBron James went to. This is a high-level high school where lots of talent coming in and out of that place. I didn't start as a freshman, didn't start as a, a sophomore, but that next year as a junior, I'm starting at middle linebacker, 4-4 defense. We went to state. Golden State, and a couple of years later, go to Bowling Green State University, and my we win against Fresno in the California Raisin Bowl. I go back to my parents' house, and I'm going through these boxes. I pull out this little picture of what I drew two or three years hence, and I've got hairs on the back of my neck standing up, and I said, holy shit, this is exactly what you pictured that day in English class. <laughs> It is powerful, brother, isn't it? That's the truth, right? Amazing. So you're right. 
visualize. You have to see it. So you have to see yourself sitting on the beach, sipping cocktails, having money flowing into you and, and just working for you instead of you working for it. Don't hey guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. <laughs>